You're listening to the Wild Youth Podcast. Jesse, I'm the lead pastor uh, uh, here, but all you really need to know is who Pastor Connor and the team are, right? And uh, I'm also this blonde-headed dude's dad, so uh, he's a good dude, ladies, but um, but we're not going to let him date anyone until he's 45, so, so uh, he'd be a good catch, but you're going to have to wait a long time. Sorry, Judah. All right. Hey, hands up if you come to church on the weekends. Awesome. Look at that. Come on. Look at that. That's like 85, 90% of you coming to church on the weekends. What about this side? Hands up if you come to church on the weekends. Awesome. What a bloody brilliant great group of people. Man, it's awesome. You know, this is my first time not only preaching at the Wild, um, but this is my first time preaching at any youth ministry since 2011. (laughs) That's nuts, isn't it? And uh, so I hope you're not expecting to leave here having had a good night, because I'm out of practice. So anyway, I'm just kidding. It's going to be all right. So hey, I do want to tell you, though, for real, you are blessed to have one of the best youth pastors on planet Earth. Seriously. You know that? You know when Pastor Connor, when we were talking to Pastor Connor and it was confirmed she's going to become the youth pastor, did you know that pretty much the first thing she did was get on a plane and fly to the other side of the world to learn how to be an awesome youth pastor? She's like, I ain't just going to be a youth pastor. I'm going to be the best youth pastor these kids could ever have. And so she flew to the other side of the world and she's never stopped chasing after it for you guys. And so, um, so you are blessed, but you're blessed to be here. You know, you're blessed to be in a healthy church. You know that? You're blessed to be in a church that's growing. You're blessed to be in a youth ministry that's growing. You're blessed to be in a youth ministry that's not afraid to talk to you about the hard stuff. Right? You know you guys talk about the difficult stuff here too, don't you? You know what's cool about that? Because y'all are talking about it at school. You're Snapchatting about it. You're Tweetagramming about it. Instaface Tweetagrams. Come on. Right? You're doing that about all the hard stuff. You're talking about it at school, in class. Your favorite singers are talking about it. So it's good to have a youth ministry that's going to talk about it as well and help you know what does the Word of God say about these things. The best place to find the answers to all the questions and all the struggles and all the hard things that you go through at school or at home is the Word of God in the house of God with the people of God. Amen? And so you're so blessed to be here. People saved every week, broken hearts healed confused minds find clarity in the Word of God. I love what God's doing here at the Wild and at Eternity Church. But do you know how you could ruin this? You want to know how you could destroy what God's doing here? You want to know how you could ruin what God's doing at the Wild and what God's doing at Eternity Church? Just be a dog. Just just be a dog. If you want to ruin this, just be a dog. Open your Bibles to Galatians 5. Y'all got your Bibles? Come on, wave them around at me. Cool. Phone Bibles. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, this guy's got it memorized. These guys got it memorized. They're waving. It's in their hands like it's in their minds. That's good. Galatians 5, 14 to 15. I've only got basically one and a half verses at the start for you, and then I'm going to rattle a few others off for you in a moment. But it says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Look at your neighbor and say, I love you. And in verse 15, are you ready for it? But it says, but if you bite and devour one another, watch out because you'll be consumed by one another. 
Do you hear that? But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you will be consumed by one another. <clears throat> I want to pray for y'all. Can we pray together? All right, put your hands up in the air. All right, we're surrendering to God. Did you come here to hear from God or, yeah, cool. Or just to see your friends, right? You come here to hear from God, amen. So put your hands up in the air. Heavenly Father, thank you. God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that the answers to so many problems and trials and struggles in our lives can be found in the book, Lord. God, thank you for that. God, I I ask that you help us to love each other, help us to care for each other, help us to pray for and to pray with each other. Help us not to ruin what you're doing at Eternity Church. Help us not to ruin what you're doing here at the Wild, God. Help us not to ruin the good work that you're doing all around us and through all of these amazing young people. I pray that tonight you would speak to every single one of them in the name of Jesus. Someone say amen. Amen. I want to I wanna tell you something first before I really get into this. Um, number one, it doesn't matter what you did yesterday. I'm talking to you right now. I'm not talking to you an hour ago. I'm not talking to you three hours ago. I'm not talking to you who, who looked at things, said things, did things you shouldn't have done, said or looked at yesterday. I'm talking to you now, right? See, what you did, that, that's one thing. But the question is, what are you going to do tonight? What are you going to do tomorrow? Who are you going to be tomorrow? Are you going to follow God tomorrow or are you just going to keep doing what you did yesterday? So I'm not here to make you feel ashamed of what you did yesterday. I'm not here to make you feel bad and, 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 and try to offend what you did. I'm here to help you do better tomorrow. Okay? So none of you have gone too far. None of you have messed up too much. All of you are welcome here. Amen. And all of you deserve an opportunity to hear from God tonight, okay? So, what does that say? Don't be a dog. Turn to your neighbor and bark at them. All right. I, I want three volunteers to... to, to who, who can do the biggest, best, baddest bark? All right. You can? All right. Get up here. All right. You get up here. Come on. And uh, Asha, are you going to bark? Who's going to bark? I need a dude. You're going to bark? I need, who's got a big, bad bark? Yeah, all right, get up here. Come on. There we go. One, two, three. Get up here. The winner of this bark gets a free hoodie. <laughs> there we go. We got four contestants, all right? Now, the winner of this bark gets a free, all right, Eternity hoodie. Stand up. Stand up. There we go. Turn around. Show everybody. The winner gets a free Eternity Church hoodie, all right? And somebody will make that happen, all right? All right, you know what? Let's, we'll go from here first, all right? The baddest, nastiest, scariest bark you've got. Someone's attacking you. You're trying to scare them, all right? They're outside. You're trying to convince them there's a real dog in the house. Go. <laughs> I want to hear that again. Anybody else? Yeah. All right, so turn it up, turn it up, more, more, there we go. <laughs> like there's a, there's a little dog in that house, I don't know, I feel like I could take it. You feel like you could take, I feel like I could take that dog. <laughs> so it's a bigger dog, I don't know if it's scary, but it's definitely bigger. All right, you got this? All right, come on. <laughs> That dog's just going to lick your kneecaps. That's it. I ain't scared of that dog. 
So far, the baby dog's winning. <laughs> so. Woof, woof, woof. I didn't, no, 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 like, you got to scare me. Come on, I'm going to rob your house, bro. Oh, no. All right, wait, 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 wait. You two can sit down. But they did a good job. Give them a hand. It was, it was a scary little dog. Oh, sorry, no, it was a big dog, but it was, it was a happy big dog. And, and, I, and that dog was going to just, like, cuddle you, you know. So, but but we, now it's the contest. Uh, over here, give us a, give a, yell out if this, if. if, if. All right, and. All right, who are you more scared of, here? Or here? You win. <clears throat> See you, mate. Hey, can we get them both a hoodie, though? But, like, cut an arm off his because he didn't win? All right. Um, Pastor, someone will get it to you. All right. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, we ain't dogs. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, we ain't dogs. Look at your other neighbor and say, well, maybe you, no, don't say that. All right. Eyes up here. Silence. I kill you. All right. One thing that will ruin what God's doing here is if you start, or for some of us, if you continue to bark and bite and gossip and devour each other. The thing that will ruin what God's doing at the wild, the thing that will ruin every relationship, every friendship, every person that's been inspired, had their life transformed, the thing that will ruin the testimony of God in your life and in the lives of everybody else here is if you start to bark, bite, and devour and gossip and, and entertain the drama about each other. Well, for some of you, if you continue to do that, all right? So here's, I want to give you three real quick scriptures before I blast past them, all right? that are going to talk to you about drama and gossip. First Peter 4.15 says, If you suffer, don't let it be because you keep prying into other people's business. What's that saying? That's saying, quit making her drama your drama. It's not your drama, it's her drama. You hear me? Right? We have this insatiable desire to own all the drama, don't we? We're like, oh, man, some people aren't happy unless there's drama in their lives, all right? He's saying, hey, look, you're going to suffer enough. If you're going to suffer, suffer because you did the right thing, not the wrong thing. Don't suffer because you invited other people's drama into your life. Ephesians 4.29 says, don't use abusive language. Instead, let everything you say be good, helpful, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear it. Proverbs 16.28, wrongdoers or other translations will say, the evil people love to listen to gossip and liars pay very close attention to slander. Is this fun? <laughs> Proverbs 26.20 says, Without wood, a fire goes out, and so it is with quarreling. It dies down without gossip. If you're finding there's a bunch of quarreling and messing around and people fighting each other, a lot of drama going on everywhere. According to the Word of God, if you just quit talking about it, it's going to stop. It's going to suck the life out of that fire. It's going to suck the life out of that drama, amen? 
But people come up with all these reasons to gossip though, don't they, right? Like, like according to the Word of God, the gossiper is sinning and the one who's listening to it and allowing it to continue is also sinning according to the Word of God, right? So whether you're, man, why do they always talk to me? You know one thing my past used to say, if everybody comes and gossips to you, it's time to ask yourself why they feel self, why they feel so safe gossiping to you. Why do people feel like it's okay to tell you other people's drama, right? See, according to the Word of God, the gossiper and the gossipy are both in sin. But people come up with all these reasons why, right? Did you hear about Max? Did you hear about Joey? Did you hear about Rashan? Did you hear about Jody, right? Like, they come up with all these reasons, right? They get together and they have all these excuses. They're like, did you hear about Max and what happened in his life? I'm just telling you so you can pray. Right? You heard that? Right? I'm just telling you so you can pray. No, you're being a dog. You're gossiping and you're biting and you're barking and you're devouring your brothers and sisters in Christ. According to the Word of God, we're being a dog. We're not doing it so we can pray. Listen, if there's something, there is actually a Max here, isn't there? I used, you know, I probably should have picked another name. Anyway, this other dude named Max, um, you know, like, like, you know, instead of going up and saying to everybody else, did you hear about Max? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Why don't you go to Max and say, Max, I heard about, can I pray with you? Like, if you really do want to pray for Max, pray for and with Max, right? You don't have to go tell Steve and Jenny and Billy what Max did. Go talk to Max and pray with Max. Amen. People come up with so many excuses. So many excuses. Um, or I'm just telling you so you know. Well, go ask them if you can tell me so I know. Right? Come on, am I preaching too harsh for the youth ministry? See, every day you got a choice what you're going to use your lips for. Are you going to use them to slander or are you going to use them to prophesy? Ephesians 4.29, right? What did it say? Don't use abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear it. You need to use your mouth. You need to use your voice that God gave you to honor God and to lift people up and to encourage people. Amen. Your voice is a gift from God. The fact that you can speak and understand language, that's a gift from God. And you got a choice. Am I going to use it to tear down Max? Am I going to use it to tear down Jody? Or am I going to lift them up? See, uh, Paul, actually, Paul the Apostle, he said, um, he said, look, I speak in tongues more than all of you. We should all speak in tongues. But I prefer even more that you prophesy. And sometimes that word prophecy gets a bit of a bad rap. People think it's like some dude up on stage being like, yo, verily, verily, I say unto thee, the Lord has given me a word in my heart. It came from heaven. It came through a branch and a vine and a vineyard and dropped into my soul. And now I want to share it with thee. Right? It's not that. Prophecy is just hearing from God and sharing it. Prophecy. And do you know where you can hear from God the most? In the word of God. And you can share that and prophesy into someone's life. So when you come up then to, to say maybe there's a guy named Donnie in here, I think. Where's that guy? There's not a guy named. Don't use examples of people who didn't turn up on the night, right? There's a guy named Max. Sorry, Max, I'm stuck on the name Max. There's a guy named Max in here. And, and you want to roll up to Donnie, you, I mean to, to, to Max. You know you can prophesy into Max's life by saying, Max, God is with you. 
I know it, Max. God said he'll never leave you. God is with you, and he'll be with you through this. You could do that, or you could go tell everybody what Max is going through. Come on, right? But you got a choice. Am I going to use it to bark and bite, or am I going to use my voice to encourage and lift somebody up? If you encourage him and lift him up, you're going to bless him, and you're going to strengthen what God's doing here and strengthen what God's doing in your life. Amen? See, you can also find out that somebody's sick maybe and go, all right, hey, you know what? The Word of God says that God, God himself said, I am Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals you. You can go and tell everybody else about it, or you can go up to the person and say, hey, God is a healer. He said his name is Jehovah Rapha. He's going to heal you. Can I pray for you? Did you know you prayed for them and prophesied over their life the Word of God? You spoke life into their life. You have a choice what you're going to do. Every time you speak, you know, nobody's accidentally fallen into the sin of gossip. We just roll up and do it because we're like this. Awesome. Like we think, we, we think we, we like, it makes us feel good when we know something about somebody. It makes us feel better when we can bless somebody, amen. When you're in school, like, like there's enough drama in your life. Like I know some of y'all. How old are y'all? Like between like 11 and 47? No, like 11 to 18 or something, the students, yeah? Yeah, I don't understand American school systems. I'm guessing the ages of the people in the room. Like I know, like there's enough drama in your life without having to add other people's drama into your life. Like I have a saying in my life that, like, that, that I'm not a drama guy. I'm not going to take that person's drama and get all up invested in it. Now, if they ask me to come and pray for them, I'm going to do that. But then I'm going to walk away. It's not my drama. I'm not going to let that sort of become something that, 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 that just starts to bring turmoil and just heat into my life. No, I'm not going to get sucked into the drama. I haven't got time for everybody's drama. I've got time to pray for people. I've got time to care about people. I've got time to carry it with them if they ask me to carry it with them. But I don't got time for all the drama, right? There's enough drama in your own life. You're already, and I'm not just talking to the girls, I'm talking to the dudes, right? It's already hard enough for you to figure out what you're going to wear to school tomorrow, let alone worrying and gossiping about what that other bloke wore to school tomorrow, right? Like, you don't need to do it. We don't need to get all invested in all this drama. When you're 17, trust me, there's enough drama in your life without you having to add a relationship to your life. The biggest drama you're going to add to your life when you're under 18, is trying to date someone you ain't ever going to marry. It's the biggest waste of your time. Like there is no bigger waste of your time than kissing some other man's wife or kissing some other dude's, sorry, some, some other woman's husband. <laughs> Math is hard for me. Like, you know what? People are like, well, I'm in love and I'm going to marry them. Yeah, well, like maybe like, 1% of the people who are dating in high school get married to that person, right? Maybe. Chances are that if you're making out with them, you're making out with somebody else's spouse. Someone's going to marry that person. You're going to have kissed them. Stop it. You're adding drama to your life that you don't need. And then, and then, oh, did you? Now, now I'm for sure not going to use a name of somebody in here. Someone give me a made-up name of someone that doesn't attend here. Billy Bob. Billy Bob, Billy Bob and Jilly Jean, all right? I got the names, all right? It's over. Billy Bob, and then, and then you see, here's what happens. And then Billy Bob kisses <clears throat> Jeannie Jeanette. 
And, and, then, and then, then y'all are talking about it. Now we got to talk about all the drama now. Did you hear who Billy Bob kissed? Who gives a crap? Get over it. Move on. Billy Bob, stop it. And move on, right? Like I'm telling you, there's so much drama in your life that you don't need, and you have an opportunity right now, undistracted by a spouse and undistracted by kids, to serve God and lift people up. We got to get the drama out of our lives. You got to get it out of your life, seriously. It's such a, it's, it's a bloody American thing. I love America, greatest country on earth. Come on, right? No doubt. But did you know when I went to school, and it's not, it's, it's the same now. I, I, I talk to the kids over there. I'm like, yo, what's up? Is it the same now? They're like, it's the same now. Listen, I went to a school of about 1,800 people, right? There were maybe four couples in the whole school. This is not what you need to be doing. Does that mean that, that you all have to break up tomorrow? No, that's not what I'm saying. But maybe. Can I tell you, if it's already causing drama in your life, then break up tomorrow. You ain't married in that. If you're already getting stress from a relationship and you're 16, bye, Felicia. Right? We're done. And right now, some of y'all are in here and you're probably like dating or you just got or you just broke up or now because of this, you're gonna. Listen, it's good for you to be single and serve the Lord. To be single and love and honor your mother and father. Maybe spend some time hanging out with them. They're not the devil, most of them. Yours are the best, Judah, if you'd listen. Do you hear what I'm saying? There's so much drama out there already. You don't need it. This culture over here, they've convinced y'all that y'all, you're not complete without a girlfriend or a boyfriend or some other person in your life. And then to add on top of that, they're, they're trying to get you to figure out whether you're a dude or a chick and you're, you're like, I'm 16. Be 16. And take the opportunity as a single young man or a single young woman to serve and honor the Lord without the drama. Amen. I'm preaching to some of y'all in here right now, and some of y'all are hating it. I want to find out who hates it. Everyone, bow your head and close your eyes. If you hate this, lift up your hand. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that at all. This was not in my notes. I just went there. That was fun. I can say it, and then next week she can be like, it's all right. We, like, you're cool. We love you. Hey, you're a sweet couple. You're 14. Right? Come on. I move over to America. I've got like a five-year-old kid, and people are trying to set them up. Hey, in 2042, how about they get married? I'm like, how about they be five right now? Right? This country is obsessed with dating. And then they get together for family reunions, and what do they talk about? Oh, my son's dating so-and-so. My daughter's dating. Who cares? That's not what makes you valuable. That's not what makes you successful. You are valuable, worthy, and successful in God right now. Serve and honor God. That's what you got to do. Now, obviously, in my country where no one was dating, it was easier because I'm like, girls, how about I just ride motorbikes, you know? You don't call them motorbikes, though, do you? Dirt bikes. 
Bicycles with engines. Mm -hmm. But I did it. You can do it. You know what you can be? You can just be the sort of person that when you walk in the room, the drama just gets sucked out of it. So much drama in teenage lives now that just doesn't need to be there. Oh, can I just keep ad-libbing, Pastor Connor? All right, I'm going to keep ad-libbing. Here's what we're going to do right now. That's my notes. <clears throat> How long do I have left? Three minutes? Did you say 15? Holy. All right, y'all are going to hate this then. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Okay. You want to you eliminate drama and anxiety out of your 14 to 18-year-old brains? All right. Break up with your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Have a nice conversation. Just say, it's not you, it's me. No, don't do that. Just say this. Just say this. You were at youth. You heard. You know what I mean? Let's just get this drama out of our lives. We'll be great friends, and we'll hang out at, with, with a bunch of other friends too, right? Like we'll just hang out with a bunch of other friends. You know, there just won't be three of us. There'll be more than three. Three is a bad number of people to hang out, by the way. Really bad, especially when one's the opposite sex, all right? Somebody's always crushing on somebody. Always. I've never seen, like, three best friends, and one's this sex, and the other's the other sex, and there's always someone crushing, all right? And then it gets uncomfortable for everybody. I'm preaching to all of you right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, y'all know this, right? But listen to me. So you want to get drama out of your life? You don't need to be dating and you don't, you don't need to be looking for it when you're this young. You just got to be making out with someone else's spouse. Let's not do that. Number two, get off your phone so much. Get off it. Y'all like, you don't know how young people are now. Yeah, I do. Like, you are, this kid hates it. He hates, I'm saying this, but they're not allowed to get on that stuff during the week. They're not allowed. And, and, and adults, adults are just as addicted to their phones as you are, right? They're all like, don't text and drive. And what are they doing? Texting and driving, right? Every time there's an accident with a young girl, they're like, bet she was texting. I'm like, dude, you're texting too, right? Adults are just as addicted as you are. They're at home. They're saying, stop playing on your phone. And what are they doing eight seconds later on the couch watching a movie? They're on their phone, hit and click, rewind. I didn't hear that because I was on my phone, Right? It's not just you. So when I say this, I'm talking about myself. We are as addicted as you are to these things. We are. It's just as hard for me to put it down as it is for you. Just as hard. All right? But I'm telling you, I have a 24-hour period of time every single week that my phone is completely turned off. It's off. I'm not touching it. And, then, and, and when I first started doing it, I know, it's scary. And, right, and when I first started doing it, I would be, I would, I'd be like, well, i got to Uber eat something. Because, you know, if we're relaxing, we ain't cooking, right? So, so I, I'd run straight back up there and I'd turn it back on. And then I had to add another thing to the list so that I wouldn't do it. No spending money and no phone for 24 hours. And I'm telling you right now, the peace of God that came back into my life. Oh, I'm serious. Listen, you were never designed to know about all the drama in the world. Rewind just 20 years. Here's the drama I knew about me, dude standing next to me, and the drama at my house. I did not know what was happening in Afghanistan. 
I didn't know about the meteorite shower in Swaziland. I didn't know. I didn't know about Jenny's cousin's dog's previous owner's heart attack. I didn't know about all that stuff. And I'm not supposed to. God didn't design you with shoulders broad enough to carry all of that weight. And we say, well, God will strengthen my shoulders. Well, where's God in all this? Because you're so busy looking at all these other things. There's no time for God, so He's not in it. We've got to create some space for God to mend the damage that all this weight has done in our lives. And if you could just give him 20, there's a, in the scriptures, it talks about a Sabbath, right? And so this is what a Sabbath does. A Sabbath creates space between the drama of the world and my soul. You don't need a girlfriend or a boyfriend at your age. Maybe you're in love and you're going to get married. Kudos. Welcome to the 1%. You're awesome. But probably not. And you don't need to be on that thing all the time. Hey, don't, don't make your parents make you do it. I'm not going to send out a tweet saying, hey, parents, here's what I told your kids. Because then they'll all force you to do it. It's not going to work unless you just decide to do it. Do you want peace? That's the question. Do you want peace, right? What if, what if I don't know about Jenny's dog's previous owner's aunt's heart attack? Well, you'll find out 24 hours later. And you, you knowing earlier won't have changed a thing. But you need the gap. You need the gap. I just feel like maybe there's some people who've been struggling with like a crippling anxiety in here. And I want to pray for you. So can we all stand up? Gossip is going to give you anxiety. Drama, it's going to give you anxiety. Never having a Sabbath from that phone, it's going to give you anxiety. Dating, <laughs> someone whose voice is still breaking, is going to give you anxiety. Let's do it different, amen? And even then, maybe I didn't say the other things, but just say, all right, I'm going to start removing drama from my life, amen? So does, do we have people that, that, that use microphones and sing and play instruments? Awesome. Can they come up to the stage, the people that do that? Uh, I, I mean like the musicians in the band, but if there's anyone else, but you should still come up here anyway. And, here, and you, uh, we're going to pray for you because you sound like a pretty eager musician, so that's awesome. We're going to pray for this bloke in a second. Are you a worship leader or are you going to be? Come on. There we go. There we go. Do you know Tavita? Are you guys coming up on stage? Oh, cool, cool, cool. See that, see that bloke down there? That beast of a man? That's Tavita. He's going he's gonna to teach. Yeah, he's going to teach you how to be a worship leader. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? What's your name, dude? Uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Was there a song about Jeremiah? Wasn't there? Yeah. It's a Bible song though, right? Because, no, I don't know. There you go. All right. Anyway, here's what we want to do. If we can get someone to do things on that, on make noise somewhere, that'd be good. Oh, that's right. They can just um, hum. And so. <laughs> All right. That's enough. Silence. I kill you. That's about 20-year-old joke. But All right. Everyone close your eyes. 
Close your eyes. I'm going to pray for you. Holy Spirit, I just pray you start touching people right now in their hearts. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place. We are a spirit-filled church. We're not relying on wise and persuasive words. We're not relying on our own opinions. We're not relying on, uh, on, 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 on like some kind of atmosphere. We're just relying on you. And so, Holy Spirit, I just, pr- I just pray. I just ask you. I invite you. Come and fall afresh in this place right now. If you've got a, if you if you if you're anxious, if you're if you're you're finding yourself just embroiled in drama and it's making you anxious, just lift up your hands. You won't be the only one. The hands will be up all over this place. You're okay. Just lift up your hands. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you fall afresh and touch every one of these hearts right now. Every heart, Holy Spirit, touch their hearts. Refresh them. Pour your spirit out. God, I pray that you speak to them all even now that they won't rely on what I said, but just deep in their hearts, they would know right now the steps they need to take. God, some of them, maybe they don't need to listen to what I said about relationships. A lot of them for sure do need to. And Lord God, I just pray that you speak to them. Let them know. Let them know. Is this relationship bringing drama and anxieties into their lives that they don't need? Or is it healthy and lifting them up and encouraging them Is it good for them? Is it good for their family? Is it good for their faith? Lord God, if it's not, give them the courage to do something about it. God, speak to people who are being so consumed by their phones that there's never a gap big enough for you to actually get in and restore and heal their hearts. God, speak to them, God. If if you want them to do that, God, if you want them to do a 24-hour period where they're like, turn it off, focus on family faith, Lord God, and real people in front of them. God, if that's it, I just pray you speak to them right now. Speak to them, God. God, if there's people that have been, like the scripture says, getting obsessed with getting into other people, meddling, God, uh, interfering, Lord God, just, just, just trying to trying to get more drama in their lives, God, to talking about people or trying to find out all the drama, Lord God. I, if there are people who are addicted to that, I just pray that you speak to them right now too, that they would have a word in their heart from you, a word that they can stand on, a word that they can take home and make a change in their lives. Because God, we know that we don't just preach sermons just for the heck of it but so that our lives would be transformed by your power in Jesus' name. And God, I pray finally that you break anxiety off their lives. God, just break it off their lives. And I pray as they make space in their lives for you that you start to heal their minds and their hearts. In the name of Jesus. What I want you to do now, we're going to worship And I want you to come forward if you just want to. Here's the thing. Don't come forward because your friend came forward. Forget your friend. Don't come forward and be like, well, i got to get here and I'm going to talk to my friend. Only come forward if you're like, man, I want to open up my heart. I want to open up my heart right now for the Holy Spirit to move and to release me from this drama, from this anxiety, from these fears. Maybe there's something completely different that we mentioned in the sermon. Maybe we didn't mention anything at all. But now we're just going to open up the front. If you just want to come, I'm I'm not even saying we're going to come lay hands on you and pray for you, nothing like that. Just come down and say, Holy Spirit, as I worship, 
heal my heart. If that's you, just come down right now. Just come down right now and just come worship down here. You can face this way and just come down and worship down here. And we're going to start singing. What are we singing, Tavita? Hey, there is none like you. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. No one else can heal this. No one else can heal this. Just open your heart to the Holy Spirit. If you don't lift your hands up, start doing it. See, the thing about not doing that, usually we don't do it because we worry what everybody's saying. You guys can sing. Yep, good. Keep singing. Just lift up your hands. You're surrendering to God. you to heal my anxiety, for you to heal my heart. Tell God how you feel right now. You can sing the song or you can just tell him what's in your heart. What do you want him to do? He loves you. He loves you so much. He wants to heal your heart. He wants to break shame off your life. Just talk to him right now. If you don't have the words, sing the song and ask him to heal your heart. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, go to myeternity.com slash wild. Or you can join us in person on Wednesdays from 6.30 to 8.30 at Eternity. Yeah.